Thank you for tuning in to Coppin' with Comic. I'm Brian Coppin, and we're here with comic Gabe Malika. Gabe Malika, how the hell are you? I'm doing well, Brian. Thanks for having me. This oh, is oh, no. My, uh, thank you so much for coming in the snow, and I think even the trains were fucked up, and so you had to get an Uber. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's that's hero's work, man. <laughs> well, I, have, I feel like I have an emergency fund for, like, co- comedy-related Ubers. Yeah, with, when it's snowing, and it's, it hasn't been snowing much lately, so that fund was just, you know, must be plentiful, pl- plentiful right now. And if people want to see you do New, York City, do New York City comedy in the snow, where do they go? Where, do you, or where are you playing coming up? And if people aren't so lucky, where can they see you online? Sure. Uh, at Gabe Malik is all my Twitter handles and stuff like that. Um, right now, QED is like a, a nice home base for me where I'm, oh, cool. I'm producing what's basically a weekly show, Fridays at 11 at QED, oh, that okay. it's free. It's called Casual Sets. Uh, and so, yeah, what, is that where comics can come and, and just... I don't know, maybe, you know, be a little bit less formal and maybe test some of their B material to to polish it up into A or kind of what's the theory behind casual sets and how do you book it? Uh, That's a great question. So I I, I book it with three people who who are QED people, uh, Lauren Hope Crass, Kristen Manna, and Chris Gersbeck, who worked here for a long time, who actually made the studio. Yeah, he's the podcasting guru. Yeah, we're in his his home right now. I was like, Um, I was like, you want to be on the podcast? And he's like... I taught podcast. Like I'm, yeah. I'm the I'm the guy who, who invented <laughs> podcasting. Yeah, Basically, yeah, funny. I took his class. Oh, cool. Yeah, everything I know about what we're about to do is, is Chris's uh, fault. Okay. <laughs> um, but so I produced with them, and so um, yeah, I mean, we book a lot of Astoria folks or people who are just like at QED a lot. People who right. think are funny. Um, last last night we had uh, Liz Mealy stop by who um, tours the world, great comic, and she was there. Her boyfriend had a spot, and she walked in, and I was and Kristen and I just sort of looked at each other, was like. Does she want to do a spot? So it's like some, it's a little wow. free flowing. You That's know. cool. Um, but but, yeah, and and how is it casual? Is it at all you know, more casual? Is that why do you call it that? It's well. So I sort of inherited the show. I'm the latest producer, so oh, I'm, okay. I'm 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 new to this. It, I mean, it's casual. I think it's free. It's Friday nights at eleven, which stereotypically comedy, at least in the club setting, Friday late is considered the worst show okay. because people have been working all day Friday. They get yeah. out of work at six. They're drinking, and then it's. <laughs> Nine o'clock or ten o'clock. They're demolished yeah. by eleven. That's exactly. funny. I never thought about that. Where you're just so fucking sick at work that you drink so early yeah, that you yeah, can't yeah. go out too late. Okay. Um, so Saturday they're a little bit more rested up, where they could go out later. That's right? the. I mean, it's always different, but that's yeah. the stereotype, I guess. Okay. But in terms of a, st- a story, that's not really like the. That's not really the problem. It's a lot of people I feel like who just like. We're hanging out at home. They had dinner. Oh, there's a free show at eleven. Yeah. Let's like stumble on over. Oh, cool. Um. So it's it's. I mean. I've been involved with it now for almost a month, and we've always had good shows. We've never had to cancel. I mean, knock on wood. And it's always packed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's uh, and it's a good time. So I do that basically every week. I have a monthly show here called "The Funniest People I Met This Month." Oh, and or, is it the funniest people you met? That you month? know, it's it's a little the, the conceit is a little wonky. Okay. Um, but I do. Uh, it originally started as like I just wanted to produce a show and know what that was like and book my friends. And eventually it's turned into me getting some really pretty cool headliners. Oh, cool. So I've had Dan Soder twice. Wow. I had Chris Laker. I had Ted Alexandro. 
Um, this week we or this month um, we have uh, Kate Willett and Julia Clare, mm. um, who uh, are the Reply guys. So they, it's a leftist feminist podcast, which I you know <laughs> speaks to my uh, Reply guys. Yeah. They get such a bad rap. <laughs> even I was doing retweet with like I did this thing where like I tried to do Twitter without any engagement whatsoever. I didn't follow anybody. I didn't like anybody whatsoever. Of course, it went like it didn't go anywhere whatsoever. <laughs> but then I was like, okay, well I'm going to start a uh, actual comedy account. And I'm going to do full engagement, meaning I'm not going to tweet material. I'm going to retweet with comic and riff on other people's jokes because sure. you're giving these people perfect credit anyway. Sure. It's sure. like I didn't steal your fucking joke. I didn't re, re uh, I didn't tweak your joke. I fucking had a related joke, and you're yeah. getting your full credit. But that almost got as bad of a rap. And I think one of the reasons w- could be that they don't get the credit. I almost think retweet with comment doesn't show up in your retweet numbers. I think it shows up in your retweet numbers, but it doesn't. The likes you get from it don't translate That's, over and so is that why they're being all bitter about it it's like dude no I think they're being bitter about it because they get weird people like no, not reply joke. guys reply guys yeah, yeah well they get people like like uh, uh, for example I mean they're tweeting like Health, like about like healthcare and stuff like that, and yeah. they're getting a lot of like well actuallys from people that like aren't oh, engaging. Mansplaining, right? Yeah, a lot and, of that stuff. And, and um, I guess that's the re- and that's why they shouldn't get credit as a retweet number because a lot of times it was designed to be able to take something like a Bernie Sanders big healthcare plan and have people on both sides be able to engage with it both positively and negatively. Sure. So it shouldn't reflect well on Bernie's tweet because it's like I'm I'm taking I think that oh your big healthcare plan is taking money out of the pocket of taxpayers and so so is it the new re- reply guys like. It just gets a bad rap in the same way. Retweet with comic is kind of lumped quote, in. Quote, retweet guys yeah. are different from reply guys. I'm willing to, to I think that that is a distinction. It is, it is sort of interesting, though, when somebody like huge will retweet something and they'll just put like one emoji, like a like a thumbs up. And it's yeah. like, oh, like this would have been better for that like independent artist for you just to retweet it yeah. and just show it to your audience okay. than to yeah. like get those likes yourself. So like there's st- a weird st- etiquette Yeah, to I, st- it. I stopped doing it just because I was only doing it to kind of go the other way, to be perfectly engaging. And I was able to sure. engage with some funny people, but I, don't, I know I don't do it anymore. I just like deleted everything. Um, but you had something funny on Twitter recently and it mm-hmm. was you actually doing a front facing thing which you, I don't think you do too much and it w- the description was hilarious I think you did and I'll probably massacre it but I think you <laughs> did every line from the boyfriend in Devil Wears Prada yeah basically that but uh, then but then like I think um, talking with you afterwards it wasn't just that you also kind of uh, punched it up with your own jokes that's hilarious yeah thanks yeah and and, and, and I think I saw that and I was like wow um you seemed like somebody who does this all the time, but it sounds like you don't. Yeah, no, it's the first time I ever made a video like this. And you'll be doing more. You know, that's a great <laughs> question. I'm in. The, I'm at this crossroads where it's like it's you know, at last check, like 65, 66 retweets, something nice. crazy like that, which is the it's most pretty recent, right? Yeah, yeah, two days ago, and it's the most engagement I've ever had on any any tweet. Um, so you're doing something, right? Yeah. So it's like I I feel like am I gonna? People have been asking, are you gonna do another one? And it's like, I guess I have to, <laughs> but I also don't want to, like, force it in a way. So maybe it's another, like, people have been like, oh, you're going to do other boyfriends from other movies. It's like, okay, that's an option. Are you going to do this other conceit, which is, like, a little bit more broad, which is the conceit was, like, every line this person has in this movie, and then you do half the video of, of their actual lines, and then it devolves into your own jokes yeah, and stuff like that. that. So it's like, maybe that's the format, and it can be any character in any movie, film, TV show, whatever, or maybe it's just like I just do more video content. Yeah. I already had a couple ideas that are just like, um, like a one thing I was thinking about was like a ninth grader in high school, um, <laughs> and it's like the the joke is something like that's funny already. S- yeah, just like just like <laughs> like so I'd shave, 
and um, and like go throughout his day. And there's like a comedic premise that I just I won't give away <laughs> yeah. on, the, uh, on this uh, hot mic right now. But yeah. um, so I've like thought about so, so I think. I think my digital, I know digital presence, it sounds so like pretentious. I just like, I just want to keep doing stand up. But um, I want to put out more this year, 2020. I want to make a couple more videos like that. And I want to start putting up my stand up clips in like a, in a reasonable way on Instagram TV or whatever it is, just like a minute yeah. joke or two. And then also, it kind of makes people know that you're open to acting and mm. it gets your, it gets your face in front of people to, to the point where, you know, just really women are just so in love with your look. They want to, <laughs> either that or they just like that movie quite a bit. But that's cool because then you would, but you, but then it takes another level of commitment. Like you said, you're going to have to shave the beard if you want to do a ninth grader and you're like, are you ready to do that for comedy? Because normally you could just get up on stage at one of your shows sure. and just make people laugh with the beard. But now it's like, are you ready? Yeah. Well, I have a long history of this. I, when I was, I was, did musicals as a kid oh, okay. and I had two roles in a row where I, I was bald. I was Daddy Warbucks and Annie oh and the Lord. King and the King and I. So I was like 12 years old, like shaving my head to be, so like shaving the beard for a comedy video, that's <laughs> that's in my wheelhouse, right? I've been doing this, I've been doing the method thing for a long time. And so it sounds like you have a lot of stuff coming up in 2020 and one, one of the things we we're going to talk about is the artist way and I think mm. the artist way is known for a couple of things. It's known for artist dates where you kind of treat, it's almost like treating yourself, but you, mm -hmm. you, you like take yourself to something you've never done before. Maybe you take yourself to a museum and then there's also morning pages where I think you're just supposed to write yeah. for three for how long three pages three pages worth yeah. okay yeah and so is that at all making you more productive as a stand-up or a comic in general that is a great question so i started october 3rd this year or love last year and i did it pretty much straight through until wow. until christmas okay and three pages every morning no matter what um i made it through you know, a weekend away. I made it through every day of work. Are I you doing this longhand or are you doing longhand. it? Uh, you got to do it longhand. And you're not supposed to reread them. Yeah. So it's that's it would, a deal breaker. Yeah. So it's really, so the idea is that it's a brain dump yeah. and then you just like get all the stuff out. So the first two, and the book sort of talks about this. The book is so smart. The book sort of talks about how like at the beginning you're going to be enthusiastic and you're going to be getting stuff out. And there got to be a point where it was getting darker out and you know, it's December and, and it's, and it's dark at four thirty. And I'm opening, I'm starting every morning writing the first thing that comes to my mind. And sometimes it's dark. And sometimes I would be tired. It would be yeah. Thursday of the long work week. And I'd think, man, I do not want to start my day by pumping out <laughs> like the existential dread yeah. that I went to bed with or whatever. But that's just kind of what you start with, right? And then it gets yeah. through stream of consciousness. And you're not even writing comedy or something. You're mm -hmm. writing anything that's in your brain. And yeah. ultimately, it leads you to a place of maybe you know, less dark and more productive. Yeah, it made the writing in the on the best days. It made the writing in the afternoon a lot more like, oh, I've already I've already wrote for 30, 30 minutes. Yeah, the least so, I could do is write some jokes or some sketches. Exactly. Yeah. Or, yeah, just like it, it was – I do – I'm at this point, I've sort of made, made the decision that I have enough premises for like the year. Like my, yeah. if I just go away with my <laughs> notebooks, like I don't need any more premises. Like if right. I just spend the time like rewriting jokes. Yeah. Um, so I think like – I think a lot of times like comics are intimidated or like just like people are intimidated. It's like, oh, I got to I got to write, quote unquote. I got to yeah. sit in a coffee shop all day. And it's just like so much rewriting. It's so much taking like, oh, I have this comedic thought. I went to sports journalism camp as a kid. So yeah. I'm doing this, the whole thing about how I was a bad athlete. So like I have this idea and it's been working and I have a couple lines that work. 
But the the real work of getting that joke to work is sitting there and just coming up with not new premises yeah. that exist in the world, but taking this thing and what are all the angles of sports journalism camp? Yeah. Whether, different sports, different ages, whatever it is. And do you have a rubric like that? Like, I almost think you could open up a Microsoft spreadsheet, mm. put your premises along, you know, a column along the left side. And then in a row along the top side, you could list all the angles that you've been successful with in the past. Like, either, you mm. know, first person, third person. Like, kind of, is there any test that you... Um, you know, any kind of tricks of the trade with respect to finding all those angles? Mm, that's a that's a great question. I always start with, almost all my jokes start with, like, I have a line. It's like, okay, this is a comedic line about this thing. And it sort of just tries to build organically from there. Yeah. Um, it is, what you described is, like, pretty structured. And what I would say is, I am pretty structured, just not in, in that X and Y. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm showing you a uh, yeah. He's an right, right now with yeah. my hands, which Chris is not how this... would have us uh, <laughs> talk about. Right now, what he's doing is he's doing an X and Y, an L shape with his hands. With his hands, which is totally unhelpful for you guys. <laughs> um, but so it's not exactly that structured. But for right now, like in my, I'm usually all longhand, but I've been going into the into the uh, Google Doc okay. and been doing like sports broadcasting camp in uh, in bold, and then like the minute, two-minute joke I have. Right. And then at the bottom, I'm, I'm going like, um, what are other things that I did that were unathletic? Um, what are What was my experience playing sports? Oh. Um, so things that are related that get me to other joke topics, right? Good. So like I have a, I, I've been doing this thing about I, uh, I sang in a barbershop quartet in college. I had to give it up. I was getting too much pussy. Ah. It's just like it's a quick one. Like it means nothing. It works right. for like a late crowd. Um, but it's like okay, that's a line that I've used like in crowd work and like messing around. Maybe that belongs in the sports broadcasting camp joke yeah. somewhere, even though it's not related. So I'm trying to make connections between all my all my different jokes. So it's not so it's structured in a sense of I'm trying to be organized about it in terms of having a, a play space. I see like the document is like, yeah. okay, I can go out in all these different directions. Like Goldman, Gary Goldman recently was like, in the last year was like, I when I discovered that I could write in my journal without lines, where I could just have a blank piece, piece oh. of paper, that's when I started to draw those connections and stuff. And I was like, That's so oh. funny, because yeah, why would we think we had to draw just on the lines? Right? Yeah, yeah. That is a pretty good discovery. Like a web, yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to do a little, I'm, pr- I'm printing stuff out and writing in the margins of the printout as in addition to my notebooks and addition to listening to sets. So it's all... It's it's a little there there is a math to it, but it's also like an alchemy that I can't really explain. That I'm just trying to like figure out. Yeah, I do like that though. Especially like if you find yourself getting a good response with a certain type of bit, it could mean that they like that coming out of your mouth mm. instead of out of the mouth of somebody who looks entirely different. Mm. Whereas some of your material, you're like, you know, oh, I'm such a playboy. You know, if you're sincere, I'm such a playboy. I get laid all the time. Like that that might not fit if you're showing up with you know looking disheveled or or with a, a three fourteen inch long beard. You know, which yeah. he doesn't have by the way. We have to. You know, Chris back, Chris Kerr's back principles. Um, but like, uh, and so if you're finding you're getting a good response on one bit, then it's nice to ask questions that are, okay, what else in my life has me coming off like kind of a nerd? Like I thought I was cool because it was sports journalism, yeah. but still it was a sports journalism camp. And then what else is like that? So I love the fact that at, a bottom, at the bottom of a successful bit, you're asking questions to get to what else is just like this. And then if, if I were to come to casual sets, coming up yeah. um, are you still doing spots or are you just hosting and booking uh so we sort of the th- so chris uh is a producer lauren and Kristen, and right now chris isn't doing stand-up so lauren Kristen, and i rotate hosting okay and basically we'll always do a spot 
Um, okay. Sometimes a little bit shorter than the other comics. We try to like showcase those other those people that we're booking because we're like, hey, we liked you. Come do ten minutes. Um, so it depends on the week. Sometimes I ho- I host. Sometimes I uh, do a spot. Tonight I'm on QED Presents, which is like yeah, the weekend show here. And Samantha, Be- I think Samantha Bednar. She was a previous guest. I think she might be on there too. Oh, tonight. I, th- oh, cool. I thought yeah, but then also ca- so this casual set's coming up. Um, this coming up Friday, mm-hmm. uh, a week from yesterday, do you know if you're, uh, are you the one who's hosting? I will not be hosting because I hosted last night. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. All right. So you're, you're rotating and with some other great comics. And how is their kind of delivery and, and content different from your own? Like the people who are doing the show with you. Is it Lauren? Who is it? Lauren Hope Crass? Lauren or? Hope Crass and Kristen Manna. Um, why are you guys such a good fit? And why did you get recruited into this long-running salad show? That's that's a that's a great question. Also, I keep saying that, but I really do mean it because um, <laughs> no one wants to talk to me about my life. Um, uh, how did I get it? So I've always QED. I I adore QED. QED has given me so much from like hosting my first mic to producing my first show to my first paid spot to host QED Presents, like whatever it is. To this podcast today, which is also a To QED, this podcast right? today, yeah. This is my first, uh, I think I've done podcasts before, never in like a, a Chris Gersbeck approved yes. studio. <laughs> um, how did I get involved is that when I came, I came back from Edinburgh this summer, which we can talk about at some point, but, um, and I wanted to be more involved in the weekend comedy scene at QED because there's all these great shows. Yeah. And I just sent... Lauren a message I was like hey um, how does somebody get involved with this just like filling in like whatever I want to be involved with these free weekend shows because they're great and she's like oh we're only twice a month right now Um, so uh, it probably won't happen but like I'm glad you're interested that's cool and I was like that's totally fine I'm glad I asked yeah it's a good starting place and a couple weeks later she goes hey Cambry the owner of QD wants to make this like weekly or like almost weekly um, do you want to be involved? And I was like, oh my God, yes. That's and now amazing. I, you yeah, you, you reje- rejected me for twice monthly, but I'm, <laughs> now I'm getting the weekly. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, I was really made my, made the end of the year a lot sweeter knowing in 2020, I'm going to be part of this thing because I'd been booked on the show before and I, I liked hanging out at it and all those people are my friends and it's fun to be part of a comedy community. And is um, there kind of, and we'll wrap it up here because yeah, we're please. running out of time, but yeah, I think I'll, I'll blame the snow, of course. <laughs> but um, how does their comedy and your own um, differ? I mean, is, is, is there kind of a contrasting style? I mean, I guess you're rotating the things, but if you're not hosting that day, you are doing a spot. So I'm going to see all three of you every single week. Yeah. And so kind of how does your comedy, uh, you know, how is each of your comedy unique or is there any commonality? Mm. We're all talking, so we're all in different parts and places in our lives. So okay. we're talking about different things. Okay. So Kristen right now is dating a guy who has kids. So that's uh-huh. like a, taking a big part of her um, her comedic sensibilities. She's telling stories that like I would never cons- – that could never happen to me. Yeah. It wouldn't be like part of my life. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm young enough where I don't know if I'd be dating somebody with like, multiple children. Yeah. Um, so I love listening to that sort of perspective. Uh, Lauren's talking about um, – oh, God, she has so many – great jokes um and is starting to like really make it like traveling as a comedian like professional comedian um doing spots all over so she's doing her own version of dating uh as a plus size woman finding clothes and she has all these great takes she just did butter boy which is like the big brooklyn bar show oh cool um so how to do kind of date as a plus size person while you're on the road too yeah getting more and more and more successful and more resentful of these less successful men being like i don't you know yeah she has this great one right about, about <laughs> the difference of, because like in LA all the, I, I don't want to misquote her joke too much but right. the idea is like 
everyone in LA is like, you're so brave. She's like, no, I know I'm pretty. Like, uh, yeah. like I don't need to hear hear this from you guys. When you're this pretty, you don't need to weigh three pounds. Exactly. And, and then exactly. yours is totally different because you're none of those things. And kind of what generally, and what we'll, we'll end with this, like a Gabe Malika joke is going to be about uh, sports journalism, about not being, you know, kind of, you know, doing things you think are cool that are not really going to get you laid. Like kind of what is the, the through line, the common through line? The through line is cuddling. Uh, through, I do a lot. I have a, like a longer joke about cuddling. The through line is like looking for intimacy okay. and like being, trying to be like goofy in myself. And um, and ultimately what I'm trying to do is like long form Birbiglia style, okay. like Birbiglia style shows. So okay. that's what I did in Edinburgh and that's what I'm working on. My dream is to do like small theaters. So like I love comedy clubs. Um, but I love them for figuring out jokes. And yeah. then I, when I figure out jokes, I like putting them into stories. So at the end, like I've been on the moth. So like, like I want to use my jokes to learn a little bit more about me. And, learn and moth is a storytelling me. show. Yeah. It's yeah. on NPR. Yeah. Um, and I told a story there years ago and I got a call or an email two years later. that was like, Hey, we want to put this on NPR for millions of people. And I was nice. like, sure. Yeah. Like, but it was before I did comedy. So there's one or two <sighs> jokes, but it's not funny really so um, now you're still trying to find that same moth story that will you know keep exposing you in the same way your your twitter front facing every boyfriend from devil wears prada is. yeah okay. yeah yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to sh i'm trying to show everything which is hard because your ability your taste is always so much higher than your ability so like my taste is really particular yeah. and i'm just trying to to i'm doing more stuff in my hands i'm just trying to get <laughs> to that point where my ability matches what i know is is really is really funny and meaningful and good. So like uh, Neil Brennan's Three Mics, yeah. like all over that. Hassan Minaj's um, uh, Homecoming King. That's, yeah. Those are the specials. Those are the things that I'm trying to get to. Yeah, and you solid. just do it 10 minutes at a time. You know, at a... And, and you start with artists way morning pages. That's the kind of where, where you kind of, you, you get your juices flowing yeah. such that your afternoon comedy writing can just look easy by comparison. Yeah, and it's, and it's what I did for 60 days to end the year basically. Maybe, yeah, closer to 90. And I've been intermittent with it to start the year, okay. but it's something I'm going to hopefully pick up again in like the next couple of weeks as I figure out, um, as I get back into the routine of, of 2020, what my year is going to look oh, like. Oh, good. And we'll start out dark and we'll end with cuddling. Yeah. Always. Gabe, Gabe Malika, thank you so much. Oh, Brian, thank you so much. This is awesome.